In today's show, I'm looking forward to what I am watching for for Saturday's games in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. We're doing the What to Watch For show. So let's have a look at what I'm watching for on Saturday in the NBA. First game is the Raptors and the Cavs. We want to see what the wiki Chris Boucher can do. Obviously, career highs last game against the Bulls. There is a possibility that Kyle Lowry is ready to return to action. And I think Lowry returning will obviously reduce some of that usage that Boucher has been getting. Van Vliet is out. But I do want to see how they use Boucher here. Will they continue to start him? Um, and what does his playing time look like? And also want to watch Malachi Flynn, who, if Lowry plays, almost undoubtedly won't continue to start. But he's been playing really strong. 30-plus minutes in four consecutive games only started one of those games. But DeAndre Bembry will return. So how they use Flynn and Bembry and Lowry in that scenario is, is a big uh, of big interest to me. For the Cavs, I want to see their, some big men. I want to see Isaiah Hartenstein, but I also want to watch what Dean Wade's been doing because with Jarrett Allen and Larry Nance out yet again, Wade's been playing big minutes. 30-plus minutes for five of the last six games. And last game, he only played 29 because it was a blowout. Pretty decent production. I think Wade has an opportunity again for another solid performance. While Kevin Love, he is at this point a 12-team league option. <clears throat> now, we worry about him missing back-to-backs. In the, in the next four games, the Cavs have two of those as back-to-backs. So there's going to be some games missed for Love, no doubt. But his production's been strong. He's getting good scoring. He's shooting well. He's rebounding the ball well. He's just doing Kevin Love things, even though it is in minimal minutes. Let's go on to the next game. The Lakers and the Nets. Andre Drummond was pretty good in his second game. Only the 27 minutes there for Drummond. We don't know whether he pushes to 30, 32, or anything like that. But his production in that time was good. He hit his free throws really well. I wonder whether that will continue. But I want to see how it works. And then conversely, what that means for Montrezl Harrell. Because they can't play together. So if Drummond plays 30 minutes... Harrell plays 18. It was 27-21 last game, and that's going to mean Harrell, I think, is going to be a droppable guy. We'll see if it goes back to 24-24 or if it pushes out to 30 to Drummond, and that's a really, really intriguing thing about Harrell and his value as to how that looks. While uh, LaMarcus Aldridge getting just an absolute shit ton of blocks, about two a game for the Nets. He is playing at a higher level than I expected. The, The usage for him has been improved. We'll see what happens with more minutes from Kevin Durant and then Kyrie Irving, of course, still no James Harden. But Aldridge is putting up some okay numbers. And then the Shark, Bruce Brown. Baby Shark, He's been yeah, putting up some good defensive numbers for sure. Will they start him with Durant back? Probably not, but 20 plus minutes available there for Brown. I think he's more of a streamer than a must-roster player, but especially if you're looking for some defensive stats and a nice field goal boost from a guard, Brown can be that guy for you. The Kings and the Jazz. 
Last game, the Kings, under the expert tutelage of Luke Walton, started Mo Harkless. They lost to the Pistons team sitting their best two players, so that didn't work out particularly well. I wonder if they go back to Harkless as their starting small forward. Now, in terms of minutes, Harkless only saw a marginal increase, and Halliburton still got his role off the bench. But I don't know. That stagger didn't really you know, work for me. It didn't work for the Kings, quite obviously. So let's see if they go back to it. I'm also a little bit concerned, not concerned, but a little bit, you know, what's happening with Tyrese Halliburton. He was always a guy that I was never particularly enthused of with his ceiling. I thought, okay, he's really good now and in the right role next to the right point guard. I think there's some, he's going to be a really good player, but can he ever push up to become high usage and a number one guy? And I've always had my doubts. And it feels like he's plateauing a little bit, not to say that he can't improve because he can. But I'm a little bit concerned as of to the direction, which feels a little bit flatline-ish at the moment. So let's see what he can do here. For the Jazz, Jordan Clarkson looks like he's going to miss again. So Joe Ingles will likely get a, a usage boost and a minutes boost, and that's going to help his value in this game. And then Donovan Mitchell, who's been a top 20 player over the last two weeks, scoring at an insanely high level, usage way up, efficiency very high, hitting his free throws at a high rate as well. So let's see if Mitchell continues that. I'd love for him to add some steals to the mix there also. The Sixers and the Thunder, I just want to watch Ben Simmons and how he plays with Joel Embiid because that has been a problem for Simmons. He's playing without Embiid. Now with Joel back, we expect that Benny is able to uh, hopefully get some more attempts at the rim, improve his field goal percentage, and get a little bit more in terms of usage because those numbers have been pretty rough. Embiid will play on the Friday, and he probably is going to sit on the Saturday uh, for the Sixers. So this will be interesting. And then we also want to watch Shake Milton, who is rostered in far too many leagues, in my opinion. He's interesting enough as a stream guy for points and maybe threes, but especially when George Hill returns, there's just not going to be enough minutes for him to make any sort of uh, any sort of impact. I tell you what can make an impact, and that is Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein bar ever. These they don't taste like your standard protein bars. They taste just like a candy bar covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew, and they taste bloody good. Cookies and cream flavor, cherry barcia flavor, coconut almond, raspberry, mint brownie. So many good flavors for Built Bar. These bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. Take, for example, the coconut almond bar, 18 grams of protein with just 180 calories and only 5 grams of sugar and 5 grams of net carbs. So if you want to get yourself some Built Bar, get in the Built Bar game. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED. 15. That's one word, LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. The promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. The next game for us to take a look at here is the Pistons and the Blazers. I'm always going to be intriguingly looking at Killian Hayes. I want to see what they do with him and Dennis Smith. Now, I thought it was pretty ridiculous that they did start Smith last game and play Hayes fewer minutes so they could get more into Smith. So whatever, Dwayne Casey just invariably makes the wrong decision. So let's see what they do there. I imagine that Smith gets another start, but how does Hayes look? How does Hayes' minutes look? How do they look next to Smith, behind Smith? Uh, is going to be really intriguing for me. And then also how much he plays the bloke who has absolutely zero future on this team, and that's Corey Joseph. Now, this is a trend amongst bad coaches that when a player plays against their former team, they give them more minutes, and that's exactly what happened last time for Joseph. Noted Sacramento Kings legend Corey Joseph played 32 minutes last game. He'd been under 20 for three before that. Do they put Joseph back into that smaller role? Do they continue to start him? Who knows? I don't like Joseph as a 12-team league player, but his numbers recently have been pretty good. Well, for the Blazers, I want to watch Carmelo Anthony because defensively, he was bad in their last contest. Um, He's still rostered in far too many leagues. There's there's absolutely no reason for him to be on that many 12-team rosters. Get that garbage out of here! 
But Mallow, we've seen his minutes really decrease lately. He is down to under 20 minutes a night over the last three games. And I think with Rondé Hollis-Jefferson arriving, it could be it could become even worse for Carmelo Anthony. Um, sure, he can be a streaming option at times, but I wouldn't be looking at him to fulfill any sort of consistent role. Well, Yusuf Nurkic, his permanent production is really good. The problem is he's just not getting enough of those minutes. So his second game back from the knee inflammation, he played 22 minutes last game, which is the most minutes he's played since returning from the wrist and calf issue. Let's see if he pushes to 25. Let's hope he can push to 27 uh, really soon and put up some good numbers. The Wizards and the Suns, Robin Lopez is getting a ton of minutes. Some may say too many minutes, but he is getting a ton of those minutes at the moment, and it is working out okay if you're looking to roster him in 12-team leagues for rebounds and field goal percentage with some blocks. Lopez is doing that now. Well, Denny Avdia also getting a lot more minutes. We don't know... Um, what he's going to do in terms of usage. He's never going to have the ball in his hands because we just watch Russell Westbrook dribble around and jack up shots. But Avdia will start. He'll play 30-plus minutes, pretty pretty sure. He'll play 30-plus minutes. Uh, but again, always the, always the answer to that is who knows when it comes to Scott Brooks. But you, you feel okay that you'll play 30 minutes. And I want to see him just get the ball in his hands a little bit more, get a little bit more usage, bring those double-digit rebounds back because he is playing at a relatively high level in terms of on-court play, but just not translating to fantasy. For the Suns, McCall Bridges, really good against the Clippers after that stink of the night before against the Jazz. I always want to watch him because I love watching his defense. I love watching the parts of his game expand, like his passing and his offense. But he is a, a strong player. Well, DeAndre Ayton, really good against Utah. Really impressed with him and backed it up with a good game against the Clippers. He's been wildly inconsistent. Yeah, shit for a big stretch of the season. Had a nice strong run, dropped off again, and now he's playing well again. So let's see how he looks against the formidable Alex Len robin Lopez combination. But of course, we have to remember, it is a revenge game for Alex Lynn, so I'm not sure who's going to be able to stop him in this one. The Rockets and the Warriors, Kevin Porter Jr. I think Cousin Kev's been a little bit up and down to be probably kind to him. Um, John Wall will sit this uh, sit this game out. It is the first game of a back-to-back. Maybe Wall returns for the Saturday. Uh, sorry, John Wall's sitting out Friday, so maybe John Wall returns for this Friday game. How Porter plays with Wall and without Wall has been very, very intriguing. We see that drop in assist rate when he plays alongside John. And if John does play, will he adhere to a minutes limit? Will he be as good as he was in that first game back? Or will he be a horrendous shooter like he's been for majority of this season? So how Porter looks alongside Wall is going to be key. Well, for the Warriors, James Wiseman, this game could be a blowout. The Warriors could get a big win, and that usually means more minutes for Wiseman. He has taken some steps forward. This is a back-to-back for the Warriors, though. But I want to see Wiseman take some steps forward and justify him being rostered in as many leagues as he is. Because at the moment, the production doesn't justify that. But it's all about upside for Wiseman. Well, Andy Wiggins has been... I'd say much better than anticipated for most of this season. He has some down stretches for sure, but he's playing at a, at a relatively high level, blocking some shots, hitting shots at a higher level. I think just playing with a little bit more energy as well. Next up, it is the streamers we're looking at. So for category leagues, we're looking at Dennis Smith Jr. and Bruce Brown Jr. I think Royce O'Neal can be streamed. Isaiah Hartenstein can be streamed. And his front court teammate in Cleveland, Dean Wade, is also a streamer. While for points league, we're looking at Dennis Smith again. The Salt Flake, Theo Maladon, Isaiah Hartenstein, the Shark Bruce Brown, and the artist formerly known as Torian Prince. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, thumbs up, ring the bell, give a comment. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.